called Access Consciousness. And we go around the world. We're in 38 different countries now, teaching people how to become more aware. Because our basic point of view is if you if you don't cut off your awareness, then you're prepared for whatever happens, and you're available for the change that's occurring. Because I don't know what you guys know this, but what is kind of changing? Planet Earth. Earth. Oh, okay. Planet Earth. The Earth has gone through some major changes, but so is our economy. So is just about everything in our lives. So, you know, it's like people who have the ability to change uh, are able to continue forward in ways that other people are not. Like when the economic, you know, global financial crisis. The global financial the GFC crisis. Yes, it worked. When the global financial crisis occurred, the people in access lost anywhere from one-third to 50% of their net worth, but their incomes didn't go down. In fact, most of them went up. The people well, in access. The people that have been doing access for a number of years. People that have been doing this, been work. Doing this work. Their incomes went up. Their incomes went up, even though their net worth went down, and most of their well, net worths have gone up since then. Yeah, you if, know, if, if their net worth went down, their income still did. So yeah. it's sort of like they didn't get them down. Start. They found ways to still yeah, well, they, create and they, make money. Yeah, it's, like yeah. You're in the, it's like when you don't go into conclusion, oh my God, everything's a disaster. It's like when you go from that point of view, do you really have any choice? No, because you've already made a conclusion. It's a disaster. So you start looking for how it's a disaster to match that decision. And that's why they say that disappointment takes proper planning. Yeah. And it's like literally, things like what every what we teach people to do is to be in question. If you're constantly in a state of question, then you will expand what is possible for people, and that's what we want to do: give them the question that they can use to, you know, what else is possible is one of the questions. You know, how's it getting any better than this? You know, all these different little, I guess you call them trick questions that get you out of a fixed point of view. And is that is that designed to? in some sort of way it's just so interesting so it, it, this 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 state of awareness and the state of belonging in, in this particular state the ability to access this yeah. is that is it is it it's like is it is, is it through your conscious mind or yeah I, it's, it's through your it's not through your it it's through your cognitive and your conscious mind right now people use their unconscious mind to come to conclusion it's like we're taught from the time we're little to get answers. Okay, what's the answer? What's the answer? What's the answer? Once you get the answer, then everything's going to work. I don't know about you, but I spent my whole life trying to get the right answer. Sort of like you know, having one of those <laughs> power strips. So, yeah, you know? you know, where I thought if I plugged in all the things and then turned it on, finally my life would work, except it didn't. And so it's like I was always going, okay, you know what? There's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. So I've always looked for what else. Are you gentlemen the founders of I'm the founder. He's, uh, he's my right-hand man. That's why he's on the right hand. Exactly. <laughs> well placed. So do you have, yeah. this, I mean, to me, the first thing I think of is do you have some type of background in Eastern studies? or I, you know? I did every church, cult, and religion known to mankind, probably. I think there's not much that I haven't tried. I tried everything looking for the answer. You know, it's like I tried to follow gurus. I tried to, you know, I, I tried to look for the people who had, you know, seemed to have it together. And I went to, you know, every channel that I could find. I went to every psychic I could find. I, you know, I just, I did everything trying to find something that would actually work. And you devised this program on and your I own? And I devised this the combination? program on my own. 
you know, as a result of it. And it's like, but it's like all the things, it's like what, what I finally became aware of is that everything I'd ever done in my life prepared me for what I'm currently doing. It's like I can talk about animals and horses and real estate and finances and uh, money and everything else. It's like I've done just about, I did more jobs than anybody ever knew until I met him and he's done the three that I haven't done and I've done three that he hasn't done. But he's, you know, 30 years younger than I am. So, you know, it's like... I've done a lot of stuff, you yeah. know, but it's all, it's all been contributory to being able to talk to people from a particular place. You know, it's like I grew up in the ghetto, literally. I mean, I was the only white kid you saw for eight square miles. You know, I like this that uh, in Carson, California. And it's like, you know, the joke I like to give is there were three colors where I grew up. There was brown, there was black, and there was meat. You know, <laughs> it was like, you know, it's like all my friends are black and Mexican, but we never noticed, you know, until I was eight years old. That was the first time I got beaten up for being white. And it was by an older kid. And I was like, wait a minute. But while I was there, I mean, I experienced sort of every kind of abuse you could imagine, you know, sexual, physical, emotional, but in... And monetary. And monetary, and, you know, that thing of fearing for your life, and and yet it gives me this place to speak from now that's, that where, you know, I can talk to somebody who's been abused and go, look, I hear you, I know there's this, this, and this going on in your world, let's change it. Because when I started working with him, I tried to change it with some of the other things that I'd done, because I've also done everything possible to try to change you know I'd, I'd read books i'd go to i'd go to gurus i'd go to self-help seminars and that and you know it would work for about three days and then it was like my life sucked again and i'm like wait a minute there's gotta be something different than this and if, if there can't be i'm out of here i'm killing myself and i found access a week later and we started working on this abuse issue a few months after that and literally with with what we do is anytime somebody presents something to us, we look at it and we go, okay, let's apply the stuff that's out there in the world and if it changes it, then we'll use it. If it doesn't, we've got to create something different because this needs to be able to change. And that's what we did with this abuse area. And within about six months, I was free in a way I never knew was possible. But that's how we've created the whole thing is, is if what's out there doesn't work, and we ask a question, what's it going to take to change this? Well, in, in, in a popular, a popular, um, one popular, I guess, way that people are counseled um, as abuse survivors, you know, uh, given, you know, whatever kind, is through learning how to just, do you guys believe that that is something you know, within your psyche and within your, you know, within your soul that needs to be addressed or needs to just be pushed away to let other. Something it's it's something you could it's like there's something you can address. It's like what you got to look at is what you chose because it's like everything that occurs in our lives is based on some choice we made, good, bad, or ugly. It's a choice we made. So when you get that you chose it, then you can undo it. Like I worked with the lady who had been. Uh, molested by her 16-year-old cousin when she was nine. And it's like she'd been in therapy for 15 years. Her marriage was falling apart. She'd lost her job. She was living with her parents again. She had two children. She couldn't sleep at night. She was a, a wreck in every, you know, case of the word. And she kept going back to this abuse as the reason why she was a wreck. And I kept trying to do what was, quote-unquote, normal 
because I have a psychology background. I have a BS in psychology. It's not actually a BS. It's called a BA, but it's like right. I think it's BS. But <laughs> that's my point. It's exactly view. like mine. <laughs> exactly. It's BS in psychology. Right. <laughs> so, but it's like I looked at it and I went, okay, so what, what am I missing here? Because nothing was changing energetically. It was still stuck in our universe. I said, so. So one of the things I discovered, if you ask truth before you ask, you know, if you think truth or ask truth before you ask any question, the person has to tell you the truth you get to know their lie. And it's like, it's like a law of the universe, which is really weird, but don't tell the judges and don't tell the attorneys, otherwise we destroy our court system. But literally, it's like if you think or ask truth before any question, the person has to tell you the truth or you get to know their lie. And so I went, okay, so truth, did, did you do this for some special reason? She goes, yeah, I got the fucker. And she smiled, and I went, what? I got the fucker. And I went, okay, so how, what? Is, was this like something you did based on this lifetime, another lifetime, another lifetime? I swore that son of a bitch, I'd get him, I'd destroy him, and I did. And it's like, uh, this was not what I anticipated from somebody who was supposedly a victim. And it's like, and, you know, it's like we went through a whole bunch of stuff, but what we finally came to was she came to the awareness that in some other lifetime she had sworn that she would kill this guy. And he was her cousin in this lifetime. And, and she had got him to have sex with her and told the family so he got kicked out and he was a drunk on the street 40 years later. Do you, do, you, do you view that as something that actually happened at some point in some plane of time or something it's that she just fabricated? It's, no, I think it's actually true. Because it's like, you know, it's like the idea that you only live one life. It's like, is that really true? I have no idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I've gotten there. I do not know. I'm not sure I've gotten there on Maslow's hierarchy. I, yeah, I just watched the whole one-hour special on Through the Warm Hole with Morgan Freeman about it. Yeah, after that. Uh, really. There's yeah. all kinds of theories on it. There's that. all yeah. kinds of theories on it, but the thing that has, yeah. you know, this thing has struck me is that it's like when I ask somebody a question, did that happen this lifetime or another lifetime, they always know. I go, so what is it about us? I mean, it's like, the one thing that was consistent about all the things I did is that they said we had the ability to perceive, know, and be. And so it's like, okay, you can perceive, you can know, and you can be, so why, you know, how do you know that this was another lifetime? I don't know, you know. And it's like, and that's Ooh. sort of what got me started. Mr. Ricky, how are you? Ricky! Yo, yo. We're getting caught getting, getting caught up with these guys, man. Yeah. We'll be going into a whole new plane of existence. Here. You guys are doing it. I can imagine. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just uh, we're taking you into the far out. Trying to yeah. string these different yeah. lives together right now. Yeah. Right. It's very just totally interesting. So So it's like, you know, it's like the, these people always answer that yeah, it's another lifetime and I go, okay, can I doubt that they know? No. But it's like this lady, I, when I finished dealing with her, it unlocked her life for her to finally admit it that she'd gotten even with this fucker of some other lifetime commitment she'd made. And as soon as she said that, her whole body changed, her face changed. And she's like, all this stuff went away from her universe. In two weeks, she had gotten a new job. 
she'd gotten back together with her husband. They hadn't had sex in five years. They started having sex again. And she had she moved out and got her own place, and she was happy for the first time in 15, 20 years. And that's what I was going to say. Is that's how you know is when their life actually changes. That's See, for us, we're looking for the result. We're not, not the... Oh, this happened very, very okay, cool. That's great. And how's your life changing now? It's got to be pragmatic. And that's the thing that we see is somebody will have an awareness like that, and literally their life changes after that. It's like, okay, well, that must have been the thing, because if it wasn't the thing, their life wouldn't change. And so that's our litmus test, so to speak. Has it changed what you came here to change? And if it has, then cool. And we got the right, we got the right answer. Right. So we didn't get the right answer. We got the right question. <laughs> and that's what we've really determined. It's like it's not yeah. about getting the right answer, it's about getting the right question. If you ask the right question, it frees the person. If you don't, it traps them. So is access consciousness something for for everybody? Is it for, is it's, it something it's for, for everybody, everybody who's interested in changing any aspect of their life, anything that isn't working the way they'd like it to. And it, you know, I mean how and it works. Is, it's you know, you it's weird, it? it's wild, it's wacky and it works. Is it kind of a do you consider it more of a way of life or a consultative or therapy or how do you kind of frame it? Is it a mixture of all or? I don't know. You answer. You're, you're newer. You have some. <laughs> how would you answer well, that? Okay. So, so what I noticed is, you know, for me, when I left football in 2004, I kind of went on this journey and, and I found yoga and meditation. And there was like a set of uh, rules, you know, so it was more of like a modality. And it had like a conclusion, okay, like at the end of this, you won't have to be born anymore. You'll just get to go to whatever's next. And I did that for a while and then it, it wasn't working for, for me anymore. Then I did something else and I did something else. And so it was like with all of those, there was an energy there, but it became a limitation when it became a dogma or a modality. And the difference that I found with, with access is it's, it's really just an energy. And what, the way I look at it, it's like if you, if you would ask people stories famous people or people that have had a lot of success, if you would ask about their story of their life, you would see there was a thread that led them to those expansive experiences and those things that really changed their lives. And to me, it's, it's kind of the same energy of access consciousness. It's that place where you're just like, okay, there's got to be something better than this. And you start to ask questions that things start to show up in a different way. And so to me, it's the energy that we've all been whenever we've been generating and creating more in our lives. And it's, and it's, you know, it's what Gary and Dana then is they, they give you these tools so that you can be that. It was sort of uh, coagulated it or something. I don't know what you'd say. You know, it's like we've taken it and put it into a system that adjusts to your needs and works. You know, it's like when you have a structure, it's like, you know, you've ever gone to work someplace where they say, you know, you come up with this great idea about how to make it better. And they go, well, we don't do that. And we can't do that. And that's not the way it's done here. And you go, uh, yeah, but this would be better. So what? We don't do it. And it's like, eh, eh, but, yeah. And you know that this that if they instituted a different system, you could create something greater. So what we've tried to do is take the structures out of life, put systems in that you can adjust at all times, so that everything continues to grow and expand. And you're like, it's better. like a marshmallow. You know, yeah. try punching a marshmallow. It goes, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like moves and does what it does is still the marshmallow you know it's there it's like cool i can handle anything you know so, bring it on so so rick have you have you taken part in in 
this stuff? Was this what you moved? To, this is what you moved I mean, on to I, after I, the I after the in, yoga. Yeah. I after, jumped in head first. Do, yeah. do you still do? Do you still do some of the other stuff? I, with, I do it when it's required, but it's you know I'll wake up in the morning and sometimes you know I'll be like, would yoga be fun today? And then I'll go and do that. But that's me, the question. Yeah, but to me, there's just like these different things that I did. Like as like I jumped in head first and I said, okay, this is what I like. This is what I like. This works. This works. And what doesn't? And so I have these things when it's required. So I think they're just tools. And so when when I need them, they're there. But I don't use them as like I have to do this to create this, or I have to do this to create this. Oh, so they're so they're tools to be used within these particular systems that that even taught. Yeah, so it's like right. I think we all develop our own system that right. kind of shifts from a system to a structure to a system to a structure. But it's just built of all these different things that we that we've extrapolated from our experience. The thing we, you know, our point of view is, it's like what Access is, is you have a toolbox of things available to you already. And what Access does is it shows you how to plug in a power line so you get there faster, quicker, and easier. And it shows you the stuff that you were doing that actually worked because it makes you feel lighter when you go to use it and it creates a result and shows you the stuff you're doing that doesn't work that you thought worked, which I think a lot of people have things that aren't working for them, but they're not even aware that it's not working. So they try the same thing. They're like, maybe if I just did it better this way, it still doesn't work. What this does, it lets you know, hey, by the way, look at this. This is not working. Number one, it makes you feel heavy. Number two, it creates a crap result. So why are you doing this anymore? And then you have, actually have the capacity to change it. Well, it I, I know you guys are, I, I know you guys uh, have a little bit of a, a little bit of a time on it. So I'd like to, I'd like to tr just transition to how we're, how we got here, you know, we're here at this um, Sims, Sims school and uh, okay. in, in the gymnasium, sure. and we're, we're going to we're going to we're going to be, uh, I, I guess, is, is there a camp starting for the kids? Yeah, or, yeah. It's it, like, well, what happened was that uh, you know Ricky had this foundation that said they were going to give him thirty-two million dollars to create this so that he could help the millions of kids he wanted to help around the world that are in the at-risk category of the kids that are sort of like don't seem to have as much choice as other kids have mm -hmm. and and you know maybe their you know parents are on crack or they're in jail or whatnot it's like they're they're considered the I, I worked for the United Way once and it's like the the they I had to go to all these different organizations and learn about how they function and one of the things that they said at the Salvation Army is that these people consider themselves the throwaway people that they have been thrown away by society and by their family and by everybody else and it's like those kind of people end up being homeless being on the streets being not productive being not aware of what is actually possible so Ricky you know it's like he created this foundation a long time ago, and it's like, and when he talked to me about it, I went, holy shit, you were doing access before you knew about access. You were looking for how you could help these kids have choice, and I thought, that's just great. And then when he told me about this, you know, this company that was going to give $32 million to make this foundation take off, and they backed out when he stopped playing football. They withdrew their willingness to help based on his... They wanted to use him. They weren't willing to contribute to the kids. They wanted to use him. Okay, so that's can, just disgusting. So yeah. that's when I said, "How can I help?" And that's you know that's when we created this thing. 
Okay, so let me take a step back, Ricky. When when did you um, when did you secure the when did you secure the the funding that was supposed to be had? It was uh, it was December this past December. This past this past December. Yeah. So at that point in time, the rate I guess the Raven season was still going yeah, on. Yeah, we were still going on. And uh, I guess when I asked when I asked Ozzy Newsom at the combine, um, he didn't seem like. You know, that was still, I guess, at a point in time where you were still undecided about well, what was going to happen with your career. I mean, he I was decided. Like he, he just thought. He didn't <laughs> He didn't believe that I was decided about it. But you had already made the, had you already made the decision in your mind even during that season? No, I was I was going back and forth during the season. I mean, I was I was staying in the question of, is this, is this still fun for me? Right. Is this still fun for me? And, and, you know, kind of the way this showed up for me is I was, people kept telling me, and people have been telling me this my whole career, is play football as long as you possibly can because you're not going to be able to make this kind of money doing anything else. And so and so for me, I was like, well, that doesn't really work for me. Like, it, it just it just was heavy for me. And so I just, I was like, okay, is that is that true? And so this, this guy, my financial advisor was at, um, was at an event for the, for the NBA, for the Basketball Hall of Fame. She has some clients that play basketball. And she ran into this to this guy who's on a board of a, it's a hedge fund, and and they started talking, and this hedge hedge fund had given uh, um, Jalen Rose, he really supported his foundation. So they started talking, and they said, okay, like they really like what we were doing. So they said, send us more information, and as a board, we'll sit down and, and we'll talk about it. And so I sent them, I sent them the information. We filled out all this paperwork, and uh, and they sent us the letter. Said, okay, we're pledging you thirty-two million dollars for the next year. And we were, we were really excited, obviously, and they said, if you guys, you know, do well with the money, you know, this is something that we can keep on going. And so, to really allow you to expand the way that, you, that you'd like to. And so, they sent me all these emails about how they really liked the way I looked at things, and they saw that I could make, could make a difference. Right. And so, we started moving forward, and the season ended, and uh, I took my first access classes. And the following week, I, this is... Interesting. The following week, I took a I took a body process class. We learned different body processes, and so the first day of the body process class, we were learning these different capacities that our bodies have. And it was for me, it just blew my mind, especially being an athlete and working with my body so much. And so I started to have all these awarenesses of the contribution that you know that this information could be to to professional football players and former professional football players. And so. I woke up the, the second morning. I woke up the second morning of this class, and I had a phone call from from one of the guys on the board of this hedge fund company. And he says to me, "You know, if you can get us some, if you can get us some paperwork showing that the NFL is on board with what you're doing, we really want to support what you're doing because we think we can we can even make more of a change with football players and former football players." So the same thing that was going on with me somehow. They had that awareness, and they called me to to really rev it up. And so I was like, "Cool!" And I started to talk to the NFLPA and, and talk to them about what you know what we were talking about. And I ended up retiring that next week. And I got a phone call later telling me that you know this was all dependent on you playing football. And basically, if you can't get us in with the NFL, we're not going to support. And at that and at that point in time, had you. Obviously, you already started making plans. Um, had you 
already possibly you know committed any finances to front it on your own, or like to, well, to, to expect to, you to, to be this, reimbursed? Well, or? to this to this point, like the foundation, we've we've done fundraising projects, but they haven't been very successful. So I'd say probably ninety to ninety-five percent of what we've been doing has been coming out of has been coming out of my pocket. And so, you know, my point of view is okay, like what we're doing is really great and I can do this and so let's keep doing it and you know something's going to come along right. and so and so when this when this came along we were like wow we're going to be able to really take this to the next level and then when that when that stopped I mean all of my staff were, were pissed at me and I got all these nasty letters from people telling me that I my own staff telling me I should go back and play football so I can pay their bills but that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's another story and so and so I mean because I was like, okay, and then everyone wanted to shut shut what we were doing down, and I said, no, I said, we're gonna we're gonna make this work. And within a couple of weeks, I had a conversation with Gary, and, and things started to change. And, and it's like you know, it's like in you know, we've done some things. It's like we've done some auctions and stuff, and things to in order to get some money for Ricky, and we got people all over the world who've given some money, and and we're you know, it's like. I see that what he's chosen to do, which he chose a long time ago, is this great need that exists in the world to give these kids a place to learn how to choose different and learn how to create the lives they'd really like to have and know that they can do it. And that's the thing that he was inspiring them to choose. And it's like, I went, you know what, that's right in line with all that we're trying to do with the stupid adults, adults. You know, it's like you start out a kid and then you grow up to be adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got, you got some of the best one line. Right <laughs> was the was the body processes stuff that you were taking? It sounds like that's what the the potential sponsor was also interested in. That well, program. that just came. That was that was something that was on top of what we were already doing. Okay. I mean, it was to me. It was I was like, how does he know what I'm doing? He didn't know what I was doing. It's just something he perceived something out there, and it got him excited about it. Well, I mean, one of the things that Ricky was talking about, he had a friend who had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and it's like, we've done stuff with people who had, you know, ADHD, OCD, autism, you know, all these different things, and people who had different, you know, problems. We've had people that had carpal tunnel that after 40 minutes of doing some of this body work, it was gone. They didn't have to have an operation. So you, this is integrated and part of what we teach. Part of what yeah. you do. Yeah. This is part of what we do. And what, and what age groups are we talking about here? Uh, zero to ninety-nine. But for our for, kids, for yeah. our purposes here, for your foundation, this is for this is for kids. Yeah, yeah. It? it's for kids. Yeah, it's for kids. Adults are invited, but you know, it's, it, this is for kids. This is for kids. Right? Yeah, well, this will be the first class I've ever done where the kids get to run and the adults have to be quiet. Wow. So the kids have the kids kids get to talk and ask questions, and the parents and the adults have to be quiet, silent. Let me ask kind of an kind of what I think is, is is a kind of interesting question, Ricky. What what would you? Is it possible to even imagine um, how your life could have been different? Your perceptions of the world could have been different if this would have been training that you would have added to say. Well, this is this is for me. It's it's how a lot of this started. As I was. I was sitting home with my friend AJ, and we were sitting, and I was and I was looking at my life, and I was uh, I had a, I've had an incredible incredible life, and playing football was, was was a great gift. But I look back, and when I look at the the choices, 
Like, I didn't know I had. I mean, I knew. I saw my mom, you know, always saying she was broke and struggling and living check to check. And so I knew I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna have that. But when I looked at, okay, how can I get out of here? How can I get out of this situation? The only the only options I saw was, was to be an entertainer or to be an athlete. And I, I, mean, I mean, it's kind of shy and I can't sing until... <laughs> But I could run really fast. And so, but, but if if I had been, you know, encouraged and, and shown that there was really, because you know they say when you're a kid, okay, you can do anything you want when you grow up. But the way that adults teach you is you can't do anything, right? And they try to put you in a box. And so I said, if if I was aware of all the, the things I enjoyed to do and all the capacities that I had, I might have chosen something different, and I would have been able to create even more. And so that's what I want to be for these. For these kids, the the conduit to that true understanding. Yeah, just so that awareness of that, you know, that you're not limited by what your teachers or what your parents or what society tells you you can be. Like, that's just that's just their opinion. And I see, and I working with these kids last week, so they were outside on the swing set, and I and I was walking outside to talk to them, and as I got closer and closer and closer. I noticed the kids started to like shut down more and more and more. And when I got to the swing set, the kids were all like this. And I was like, huh. And so I was like, okay. And so I turned around and started to walk away. And I got about five steps away. And I could hear them laughing and joking and having fun again. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's what kids do. And, I, and I'm talking to these kids about their situation at home. You know, a, a lot of them have many other siblings and their parents are, are doing other things. And so... The kids, you know, like they've learned, okay, to protect myself, whenever adults are around, I know they're going to punish me, tell me what to do, or they're not going to listen to me, so I'm just going to shut down. And, and I was telling them, I said, I said, that's you guys are aware that that might show up for you guys. But also allow yourself to be aware when there is an adult or someone around who's not going to do that, and allow yourself to receive whatever they're willing to, to share and be with you. And so it, it's just allowing these kids to know that they have choice.